0: what you can eat and drink before Kiddush um, yeah know. we can do that we can do that let's just finish off what I wanted to say and I did want to do a bit of the because I think it's important some halakhas are relevant to women for so Megillah etc but let's finish off Kiddush and I'll, I'll come to that in a moment um, there's i we've just got a few, a few small halakhas which we didn't finish off in the previous year which I would like to finish off today um, one or two of them which are relevant to listening to the Megillah too as we'll see in a moment So, when you listen to Kiddush, you've got to make sure you listen to every word of Kiddush. If you speak in the middle of Kiddush, which is something you shouldn't do, but it can happen, if you speak in the middle of Kiddush, if it's in the middle of Vayichulu, you're fine. Vayichulu is not an integral part of Kiddush. If you miss out, you spoke in the middle of Vayichulu, you just carry on and listen to the rest of Kiddush. If you spoke in the middle of a bracha, of Boi Pera Gofer, then you need to make Borei often again. You can't drink without making Borei often. So before you drink, you have to repeat the Borei Piyagofen, but you do not need to repeat Kiddush. If you spoke in the middle of Kiddush, then that depends. If you spoke at the beginning of the, of the Baruch HaTar Hashem, or the end in the Baruch HaTar Hashem, then you have to say Kiddush again. If you spoke in the middle of Kiddush, and you actually heard the words whilst you were speaking, which is doable, and this is something we'll, we'll talk about maybe if we have time in Megillah as well. If you spoke in the middle of Megillah, but you managed to hear the words at the same time, so you're in the middle of Kiddush you're speaking child is annoying you or whatever it may be and you decide to, to say something or you just can't contain yourself piece of information you forgot to tell your, your, your husband in the middle of Kiddush or your daughter or your, <laughs> your guest or whoever it may be um, it can happen now. then if you can still hear the words despite the fact that you spoke then that's fine you don't have to repeat Kiddush again if you didn't hear the words then you have to repeat Kiddush if you spoke after Kiddish, before you've drunk, then of course you have to make a very Paragraph, and that's probably the most common case of speaking. If speaking after Kiddish before you've drunk, then you have to make a Borei Paragraph again before you drink. When you listen, you have to say Amei. You must make sure you say Amei at the end of the bracha, and you don't say Borei Paragraph, because when you're being used with a kid with a bracha, we don't say Borei If you did say it, as long as you heard the bracha, it doesn't matter, and with the average you're okay. Okay. You want to talk a few minutes, so we'll, we'll sidetrack and talk a few minutes about what you're allowed to eat before Kiddush. Um, in truth, you're not allowed to eat anything before Kiddush. And that's really the reality, you shouldn't really eat anything before Kiddush. However, when are you makhuyi kiddish? Kiddush? And that's really the big question. When is a woman, we'll talk about women, because that's what we're talking about today. When is a woman makhuyi kiddish? Kiddush? A man before before he doesn't is not makhuyi Kiddush. So technically a man is allowed to eat before shakris. The reason why he doesn't eat before shakris is because he's not allowed to eat before chakras. But as Kiddush goes, he's allowed to eat before Kiddush but he hasn't got a key of Kiddush yet. The he of Kiddush only kicked in by a man, according to most views, at the end of chakras. Once he's done of shakras, then he has a key of Kiddush. Prior to later he doesn't have a key of Kiddush. So regarding his Kiddush, he can make Kiddush, he can eat before shakras. So if you're in a situation where you're allowed to eat before shakras, then you can eat before shakras, you don't need to make Kiddush. Whereas when it comes to a woman, life gets a bit more complex. When is the key of Kiddush for a woman? When does that actually... In. When does your Chiyah Kiddush start? Does it start as soon as you get up in the morning? Does it start only after you dove? Does it start after you say Barakas? Or does it only start when your husband comes home and, and that, that's normal time to make Kiddush or whenever the Suda is going to start and that's when you would normally make Kiddush? When does it, the Chiyah Kiddush start? And that's a huge controversy in the passage as to when a woman's Kiddush starts. The, the minig which is accepted is that as soon as you've done a, a little bit of dovening then Kiddush starts. Prior to that? No problem at all. You can eat. So when you wake up in the morning, you can eat before Kiddush, without Kiddush, before Dabney, no problem. As soon as you've said Brafus, then you've got a problem with Kiddush. As soon as you said Brafus, because <laughs> a woman is Yetzirah, Ha'Khiyot, filler with Brafus. Though, ideally, to fulfill all the views, we, we, we should Dabney the proper Shacharist, and we should do the Shmoneser, etc. And I want to give out the, uh, a paper with all the different um, fillers that a woman to done on different levels of Chiyot. But once you said broccas, it could be, according to many shaitans, you make kiddush. So prior to that, after that, you don't eat. You only make you make kiddush, and then you, you, you eat. If you need to make, eat before damming, you don't want to eat before shakhir, so say broccas, make kiddush, and then eat. Many shaitans are a believer, leader of Mashiach, of that view that, that, you know, that a woman is not making kiddush until right after damming. So the normal time for eating in the will come out the shoulder and that's when they normally make kiddush, that's when her kiddush starts. And that's a big kiddush the because it means that you can eat nice a uh, half and a breakfast before before your your suda without Kiddush. Which is a big Kiddush. So many grades definitely and I'm sure if I ask all of you you'll tell me that you say broccus and you make Kiddush. that's standard procedure, that's standard practice. That's basically what we do. if someone the has she can. if she said broccus then she, she should can make Kiddush. Brokhas, she can. Technically she can eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between eating or eating, drinking coffee, or having coffee. So, drinking coffee you can drink before, before, before shakras, uh, before kiddush you can definitely drink coffee, but not, once you're then you're not going to drink anything. Uh, there are some views to say water you're allowed to drink before kiddush, but we try to avoid that if we can. If you can't, so we allow the chazan to drink water because there's... Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's slightly unusual circumstances, and etc etc. that's so considerable, so we may allow the chazan, for instance, to, to drink water before kiddush. But only at certain, certain times, so we wouldn't allow him to drink Kiddush just in the middle of Noah. Uh, Correct. First. So before that, let's say, you said bit of the toilet? Could be because yes. there be enough for all them. Pardon? Because couldn't be enough. You're done. So then you are also already? Could be. be, could be. Could be, could so be. Yeah, yes, you should be careful. Make Kiddush after So if I want to have coffee before? The Make table. coffee before, before you send me. Have a coffee before you send me. Any vodka. Any vodka. Just say shakhan in the Or a make Kiddush on your coffee. And the coffee is also not. It's called eating. So everything. You're not allowed to drink or eat before Kiddush. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to something more practical. So mm-hmm. I really just wanted to finish off. I was going to do some halakhas of, of Hamaiti, but we won't do that today. We'll do that next time when we come back after Yomte. I wanted to discuss some halakhas which are relevant to all of us, but particularly relevant to women, regarding the Pasha Zohar and regarding the reading of the Megillah. My wife refused to come to the Shia tonight because I told her we were going to talk about reading of the Megillah and uh, uh, the time I'm not she's going to make it more nervous than she is so she didn't want to come to the Shia tonight. But she knows our lockers anyway because I told them so. To. Let's just run through Pasha Zohar. So this coming Shabbos is Pasha Zocha the following week or the week after that is Pasha's Torah. According to many views, Pasha Zohar at least in Pasha's Borokon to one or two uh, opinions, is Echiyah Deir It's is of the Ayesha to hear Pasha's Zohar therefore, when, before we listen to Pasha's Zohar everyone has to concentrate and think that they want to fulfill the Mitzvah of the Zohar of Zechiyah Smechiyah Samalik. because if you don't think about fulfilling the Mitzvah it could be that you're not yet to the Mitzvah because we have a rule that Mitzvah is three-faced kavana. in order for a Mitzvah to be considered fulfilled you need to have the intention to fulfill the Mitzvah we only, halakhically we try to have that intention any mitzvah that we do, but me, the, the primary halacha is that only on a mitzvah deraisa you need to have that come on. And a mitzvah deraisa, it's not so terrible if you didn't. But if mitzvah, the, the, the mitzvah of reading Pasha's Zohar is a mitzvah deraisa, then before we read Pasha's Zohar, you have to have the intention to fulfill the mitzvah of Shias Amor. Okay, Pasha's Porer is a huge makhlakis. Like it's actually a question on whether a word is added into Tesis or not. There's a Tesis in the text of the where there's a question in the actual wording in the text of Taishas. Did the word Poro, Pashas Pora, come into Taishas or does it stop at Pashas Zokho? Taishas says Pashas is the writer and there's a huge controversy whether the word Pora is some text that has the word Pora added into it or some text it doesn't have the word Pora added to it. And that's the basis for the discussion if Pashas Pora is the writer or not. But Pashas Pora, most, most Aharon will tell you it's only Grabono and less of a worry. Now, since Pashas Zocher is a deraise, if a person has a choice of hearing Pashas Zohar come to Shul on Shabbos to hear Pashas Zohar, or, or coming to Shul to hear the Megillah on Purim, there's no way they can get away twice. They can only leave the home once, right? They'll be the opportunity, a, one, a one-time baby that opportunity to come once after the home, either to Pashas Zocher in Shul, or for, for Chris Megillah at home. So the Trumatization tells us, he says a simple thing, he says, Chris McGillic, no, nope. it's the Drabon, and you can do it at home on your own as well. So you can read the Megillah by yourself at home, take Megillah a man, a woman will discuss that in a moment. So yes, it's nice to come to shul because of Barabam Hadus Melach, and it's a very big beginning to come to shul. Barabam is it so important? No, it's better to come to shul for Parsha Zocher, hear it, be and read Megillah at home on your own. That's how the Promo would like to suggest. Comes along the Morgan Abram and says, no, he doesn't agree with that. He says, better come to Shul for the Megillah. But come a few minutes early. If you come a few minutes early, you'll hear the Kriyush prayer of Vayyobbe Amalek. And with the Ebed, you can fulfill your mitzvah of Zocher of t-chir and Shemichich Amolik with that Kriyush prayer of Vayyobbe Amalek. Because the mitzvah of Tzchir Shemalek doesn't have to be the Shabbos. It can be any time of the year. As long as you don't have a year's gap, you can be in the kind of the mitzvah of and molek, any time of the year. It so happens the Chazal said it's a nice time to do it. We'll fix it just before Purim. And when they, they, they set up the Dalit Pasha, so they said, yes, yeah, is Then you'll name Pasha Zocha. But there's no Chiyot to name Pasha Zocha really on Shabbos. You can name it any other time. So if you come on Purim, you can fulfill your mitzvah of Pasha and Purim as well. With a Pasha by Ayob and molek. So therefore the Moggah Prophet would prefer that a person comes to Shul. Shafan, 4 in the morning, comes a bit early, make sure they get there in time for Kriya. I tell you, here's the of Vayogv HaMolek, and here's the Kriya Megillah the and it fulfills both obligations. Both obligations. And that's really, how the, 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 the meaning, if somebody couldn't make it to Parshat Zohar, they rely on the of Vayogv HaMolek. The Mishnah Beruah, the time is a bit troubled by this. Because it doesn't say anywhere in the of Vayogv HaMolek, the Mitzvah Zohar 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 does Zohar Zohar those are only words that are in the Pasha of Zohar, as Asha Asla HaMalik. It doesn't actually talk about that in the So he's not quite sure why you fulfilled the mitzvah of the Yav reading the Pasha of the Yav that we do on Purim. But at the end of the day, the Moghav Ram does say that. That's how the Magnav Ram seems to conclude. Right, now the big question is, is a woman Makhir in parasha of or not? Is a woman Makhir in parasha Zohar? Now this is not about, not about stopping you from coming to parasha of Please come. But is, are you Makhir to come? You think you are? Mm-hmm. Okay. We have here a fascinating mm-hmm. so I'll give you a little bit of a background to this. The question really here is: What is the mitzvah of mechias Samolik? Is it just a mitzvah to remember amolik, or is it a mitzvah to enhance and enable you to be in the kind of the mitzvah of mechias Samolik? Meaning, is the mitzvah of remembering amolik to to try and wind you up a bit and give you the impetus to go out and destroy amolik, or is it a separate mitzvah completely? Is it part and parcel? Oh, the mitzvah of Mechiyah's Ammonic, wiping out Ammonic. Or is it a second mitzvah completely. Therefore, it comes along the Ginnogh, sefer the Russian, early, very early. sefer Ginnogh, and he says, since the mitzvah of Pasha Zacherh is the mitzvah which is tied into the mitzvah of Mechiyah's Ammonic, who goes out to war? Who fights with Ammonic? Only men. Should be only men. Today it's become a little bit different, but mm. should be only men. The people of war were men. So the mitzvah of the is only on a man. If it's only on a man, then the mitzvah of the khirach, which is really there to wind you up and get you going and give you the enthusiasm to go out to war against Amalek, can also only actually be a mitzvah on men. There so is no mitzvah for woman says the Chinuch to listen to Pasha Zohar whatsoever. Really, no mitzvah whatsoever. No mitzvah for woman. That's the Minchas Chinuch. That's the Chinuch, sorry. Long comes to Chinuch and he disagrees completely. He says, minchas Chinuch lived a, hundred, a few hundred years later, and he, he wrote a Sefer on the Sefer Chinuch, and he says he doesn't understand it. He said, first of all, we have a halacha, but when it comes to a Mechamish Mitzvah, a war which is called a Mechamish Mitzvah, even women go out to war. The Gemara tells us in Saito that even a Kala Michuposov will go out to war. So why do you take it? So why is it so simple to the chinuch that women are not mechuyev to go to war? And mechametz mitzvah women are also to go to war. And then he says, I don't, I don't understand. Who says that there's a that the mitzvah of sechiris hamolek has got anything to do with the mitzvah of mechias Samolik. Maybe it's two separate mitzvahs completely. And just because a woman doesn't go to war doesn't mean she's not obligated in the mitzvah of sechiris hamolek. And he wants to take say the that a woman is mechuyev in the mitzvah of paschasachar just like a man is. equal mechuyev just like a man and don't tell me it's a Mitzvah Shavzman grandma because it's not a fixed Shabbos The Shabbos before birth the answer to that is because it's not a Mitzvah Shavzman grandma you can fulfill the Mitzvah of Pasha Zohar anytime in fact in the years which are a, a, a leap year many people will bang out on on the when we, when we lay in the Pasha of Zohar in the middle of the year and they'll bang out and say remember try and fulfill the Mitzvah of Shavzman because in a, in a leap year from one Pasha's offer to the next Pasha's offer is more than 12 months. And we have a rule that a person after 12 months forgets. So if you want to be from, they turn around, they bang on the beamer, especially in the from schools, they bang on the beamer, we don't do it here, but they bang on the beamer, and they say, please, remember to have intentions to fulfill the myth of Pasha's offer because to wait for the next Pasha's offer is... It's too long. It's too late. It's too much gap. We don't do that because we take on the... You don't forget in 12 months, you forget in a year. Is irrelevant how many months are in a year? A year is a year. But says you only forget in a year. You don't forget in 12 months. Shalmik seems to say that whenever we need a year, we don't care how many months are in a year. A year is a year. And we say that a person forgets in a year, so we forget in a year, you don't forget in 12 months. But okay, it's uh, interesting. But we see that the mitzvah of passions of it can be fulfilled at any time of the year. It doesn't have to be this week. It's just that that's how Chazal set it up. That we, the, You've got to do it once a year, so they set it up. The week before Purim. But it's not a mitzvah sase shazmangroma, it's not a mitzvah say which has a fixed prime for the fulfilment of that mitzvah. It doesn't. So, therefore a woman should be m'chir. Unless you're gonna tell me that the mitzvah fashizakh is tied into the mitzvah of machizamalik and a woman doesn't go out to war, then she's fata. But says the Minka I don't see that's true first of all. Who says that the two mitzvahs are tied together? I mean if they are, maybe a woman is obligated to go to war when it comes to Mikhiza Malik. It's a little bit like the Second World War, you know, you got you gotta Maybe the Home Guard, but you've got to do something. Even the women have to help in the uh, in the Battle of Britain. <coughs> now the Arachan in the Binyan Siyan, and this is where Mili Kashrenath comes from. So the Arachan he writes that Noshim are 100 percent obligated to listen to the Pasha's offer. there's no reason why they, they shouldn't be obligated in the midst of Pasha's offer. And he, he explains it slightly different. He says, And even if you're gonna tell me that women don't go to war, but the ability and the morale of the troops when they go to war is very much built on on the women, on support of the, the women. If the women don't, have, don't give the support, then, uh, then will, will, something in the Muhammad will go wrong. And therefore, you, you, the women need to read the Passover to build themselves up in, in how terrible Amalek is, and look what he did to us, and how he destroyed us, and he still destroys us. And with that, they'll enable them to give support to the troops so that the mitzvah of Mechiyah's Amalek can be fulfilled. So even if you say, Passover is connected to the mitzvah of Amalek, a woman is Mechiyah. And he quotes from nothing Adler, who says that, was the of also says that a woman is in Mitzvah Pasha Zocher, and so the Chatham writes not in Mishnah Bura, Mishnah Bura doesn't write it, but he writes it in his Sefer Mitzvah he wrote a small little Sefer Mitzvah, he went through, like the Chinuch wrote, uh, on all the Mitzvahs, he wrote a little small elaboration of of, of each of the Mitzvahs in the of Mitzvah, and in the Mitzvah Pasha Zocher, he writes that this Mitzvah is an obligation both on men and on women. So we see clearly, many, many places to come that a woman is in Pasha the Khazanish however was quite meaningful, he was quite lenient and the, the, the Khazanish makes the women don't go to Pasha Zohar he said that you don't need to listen to it if you're not afraid to listen to Pasha Zohar. Mm-hmm. so if a woman comes, what is going? yes, i so only listen to it but the truth is, particularly in our shul and the minig in, in, in our community is that women come to Pasha Zohar, we come to Pasha Zohar when you come to Pasha Zohar, you've got to remember to listen to every single word Every word of Pasha's offer has to be heard. If you didn't hear a word of Pasha's offer, you have that. You haven't heard the whole, the whole reading of the Pasha's offer. And therefore, it's important to make sure that if you do come to Pasha's offer, not to bring little children along who are going to make a noise. Or if they do make a noise, take them out away the so it shouldn't be said over the And you can only come and listen to it another time. Or, worse comes to worse, you won't listen to it. You'll either listen to it on Purim, or you'll be relying on the Chazanish and the Chinuch, who say that you're not required to, to, to hear Pasha's offer. Pasha's Torah which, first of all, who says a woman is included in fascist power? And even if it's their ISA, who says a woman is McLeod And even... Um, there's, there's so many reasons to say that a woman is not McLeod in fascist power, particularly if it's not their ISA, that there's, there's uh, definitely room to be making a fascist power for women not to come, and I think the meaning is that women don't come to fascist power, fascist is usually quite full, and fascist power is usually pretty... It's never empty in our social movement. It's never empty, if you know what I mean. It's not the same as full as it, as it is on Fascial Zoffer. You Do read, you, read, you read the Fascial Paragraph? You read the Fascial Paragraph? Just the reading of Fascial Paragraph. No, if it's the right to the right, it's a good question where it comes from. Where, where's, the, where's the source of, of the, the right of Paragraph? Well, and that's one of the questions that they ask in the places. If places wrote in their Fascial Zoffer and Fascial Paragraph, what's the source? And they try to find the source for it. That's why we take on the most views that Plash of Korah is in the Gerbamah. Skolim is definitely in the Gerbamah. So what's the difference between Korah and Korah Because the Teishis had a source somewhere. That there's a Chiba in the Teishis to read Plash Korah. Where well, the source of Teishis doesn't tell us. As I said to you, it's only one word in Teishis. Which uh, the Velodon takes out and most of them are trying to take out. It, uh, it, it either crept in by error. That word in the Teishis. You mustn't must forget that in, in historically and uh, this is something that we must remember, historically, when, whenever anybody wanted to learn a mesechter, any man sat down to learn a for Brochus, he didn't go to a kind of bookstore and buy himself mesechter brockless, It didn't exist, he had to take an old mesechter brockless from a friend or from somebody else and write it out word for word. And when he wanted to read pages, he would copy out the pages word for word. So you're going to find many handwritten notes, handwritten gemurras and pages, which are, are going to have slight mistakes in it. As you know and I know, when I write out an essay, or you write out an essay, there's going to be mistakes. Of And Baruch Hashem had to make computers, with spell this and thing, etc, etc, but before those days, it was all handwritten, you're going to have Kisve Yodas, you're going to find handwritten Rashi, Taisas, Gomorras, etc, which have, uh, some of them sometimes will be mistakes, sometimes will be different editions. But, difficult to know, what's a mistake, what's a different edition. So when you find these unusual words and cases, and as you say, it has no real source in the prayer and we can't find a source, that creates a huge problem. Is it real or is it a mistake? And you'll have some people say, of course it's a mistake, there's no reason why that word should be in there, just take it out. And others will say, you can't take out a word and faces if it's there it's there for a reason. So we have to go and find a source for it. And that's what they do, they go and try and find a source. Briefly, time Sesta is an obligation for men and women to fast. There's no exemption for women to fast Tani Sesta than any other Tani's. Thomas Esther is a khayev for everybody to fast. However, there's no question about it that Thomas Esther is a slightly less obligatory fast than the other fast, the other kind And for instance, the Shulchan Arq says clearly a pregnant woman, or a nursing woman, or somebody who's a chayla, a chayla she ain't i doesn't have to be a chayla who's ill. Uh, he's an unwell person, somebody who's a bit of a cold, a bit of a flu, whatever it may be, has no obligation to fast in Thomas Esther. So Thomas Esther is definitely a, a fast which is less obligatory than other fasts. In today's world, many, many women don't fast. It's become um, accepted that the women who, who've gone through childbearing, etc. don't fast because they're weak. And um, fasting does take it out of us. It does make us weak. And it's become fashionable in, in, in the world of halakha to uh, allow women to be more lenient to fasting. But someone who can fast and has no problem fasting there's absolutely no reason why they shouldn't fast. Reading the Megillah. Now this is where it gets a bit more complicated. Reading the Megillah. Uh, we have an obligation to read the Megillah and knife and during the day. this obligation is both on men and on women. There is no difference between a man and a woman. We are both obligated to hear the Megillah. Now, however, when it comes to women, there is a discussion. What is the obligation on a woman? Is she obligated to read the Megillah? Is she obligated only to hear the Megillah? Not to read. Uh, the difference would be, can a woman read the Megillah for a man? If a, a, a woman is obligated to read the Megillah, and a man is obligated to read the Megillah, then fine. It's not nice for a woman to, to read the Megillah for a man, but if she did, it would be okay. But if the woman's obligation is only to hear the Megillah, not to actually read it, and the man's obligation is to read the Megillah, and you can fulfill your reading the Megillah by hearing somebody else reading the Megillah, and we have, as we have the rule of Sheme'a you Ka'ina, know, that allows me to fulfill my mitzvah of reading by hearing somebody else read the Megillah too, it's as if I read it, then we have two different obligations. Men and women have two different obligations, and one can't, a woman can't be a man. Where, where is this relevant? This is relative, extremely relevant to the halacha regarding the brachas. We make the brachas of our mikro-megillah because the, the, the obligation of a man is to read the megillah. If a woman is listening to the, the, the megillah of a man, she will hear the brachas of our Mikro megillah and Fine, she'll be ready to with that. But if she's reading the megillah on her own, or perhaps even if a man is reading the megillah for her, and this man has already fulfilled his mitzvah of megillah, so for instance the men are coming from shul and then have the women giving in the verse of commas in the houses for Megillah, so they can read the Megillah for the women who couldn't make it to Shul, etc. Then what Bracha do they make? So here the remark tells us that you don't make the Bracha of Am Mikra Megillah, you make the Bracha Lishmaya Megillah. Or, according to the you make the Bracha Lishmaya Mikra Megillah. To hear the reading of the Megillah. Uh, whether you say to hear the Megillah or to hear the reading of the Megillah, it's just a terminology uh, difference. It's not a real difference in, in the meaning of the mitzvah. But the mitzvah is, for a woman, is to hear the Megillah. That's all. The halacha is that you don't make the bracha of al mikra You make the bracha of lishmaya megillah. No. When, when you're in shul and you're hearing the men, that's fine. The men said the bracha of mikra megillah. You're okay with that bracha. If if you are a minion, if you're leaning on your own, then you should make the bracha of lishmaya mikra megillah. What would happen if there's a, the, a man reading the megillah for a lady, and the man has already fulfilled his mitzvah of megillah? Who should make a brother. Normally, we have a rule that if I make kiddush, I can make kiddush for my wife. If I make kiddush, I can make kiddush for, for another person, even though I've fulfilled my mitzvah kiddush and he hasn't. We have a rule that covers all our that, and I'm able to perform a mitzvah for someone who hasn't fulfilled the mitzvah, even though I myself have fulfilled the mitzvah. So I can come home after having eaten my chocolates and kugel and, and cakes and sushi and in, in, in the kiddush, not in degrees, wherever it may be, and. I, I've been yoking my Kiddush and I'm full and I can come home and make Kiddush for my wife who's been starving for the last two hours waiting for me to come home and here I am partying. No problem at all, I can do that. And I can make Kiddush for her and drink my wife No problem. Why? Because yachts are mighty, I can be mighty. And I can make a bracha, make the bracha, for the coffin. No problem. But when it comes to mikra Megillah it's a little bit more difficult. Where the mitzvah of Megillah changes, where my mitzvah is to read the Megillah and the woman's mitzvah is to hear the Megillah, is that okay for me to... I can read it for her. But can I make the proper stuff? And that's a huge discussion. The, the actual, the source of discussion is not in the halachas of Megillah. The source of the discussion is in the halachas of Tkiyat Shefer. Because in Tkiyat Shafir we have exactly the same discussion. Is the obligation for a woman to hear the Shefer, Or is the obligation to blow the Shefer. Now, we normally hear the Tkiyat Shefer so if the obligation is to blow it, as says this, I'm blowing. He's blowing for me. He's blowing on my behalf. But if the obligation is to hear then we have we might have different obligations, and there the true tradition discusses the Shaiva who should make the bracha if somebody comes and blows the shayla for a woman after he's already fulfilled the mitzvah. And he ideally would like to suggest that the woman has to make the bracha and not the man, which is mentioned in, in the Shulchan Aruch mentioned in the halacha. However, I will be honest with you that the Yichayodim, Mishnebrew quotes the that the Mincha is that the man can make a bracha. So nowadays we've become very firm. so when you go to these small minomies, ladies usually they ask one of the women to make a bracha, but it's not the end of the world if the man makes a bracha. The Mishnah Baruch seems to imply, and the simple understanding of the Shofan would be that a man can make a bracha for a woman, and he would make a bracha for the Shemaim, because he's not fulfilling the mitzvah of Shmiyat Megiddah, you know? he's fulfilling the mitzvah of Shmiyat Megiddah. You know? And therefore, technically, the man can do it. Uh, here in shul, I always say, to, to if there's, when we have the second reading, the, the second megillah here in shul for the ladies, if there's some men in, fine, then you make the normal bracha. If there's no men in the shul. It's very hard to shout up and say, will you make a bracha, please? It's a bit difficult, and usually they, they all of them suddenly turn around and disappear. Uh, and they become non-existent for a few moments. So just make the brachas. Just make the brachas. Shekhiyanu. Can the man make the shekhiyanu for the woman? He's already had the shekhiyanu. Yes, can he make the Shekhyonah, can he not make the Shekhyonah, get a discussion in the post, that the would like to suggest, that even if he makes the brach of Nishmayah, but he shouldn't make the brach of Shekhyonah for them, but the practice is that he can even make a Shekhyonah, and I tell that the Bali Mikra here, people, the read people, the people, if there's no brave woman up there, then just make the brach of Nishmayah, and Shekhyonah as well. OK, when it comes to reading the Megillah, the obligation is to hear every single word of Megillah. If you don't hear every word of the Megillah, you have not fulfilled your mitzvah. Yeah. You have to go and hear the uh, reading of the Megillah again. That's why my wife won't come. Because, standing in the... Uh, she won't come to share, it just makes her nervous. Standing in, in the lady gallery, and you have a Valkyrie who's not booming, or a bit too fast, or whatever it may be by the time you're sitting at the back of an 80s gallery you can't hear every single word and therefore we try very hard depends on your hearing as well it depends on your age and your hearing but sometimes it can be hard in every word so in fact the Mishibura writes about it Mishibura says he doesn't understand how women can come to Shul from when up he says how can you hear your 80s gallery doesn't know how they can hear so it's not homemade it's a real worry but we try to get here body clear who are slow and if they're not slow who are very clear to make sure that every word can be heard by even the, the women right at the back uh, where they, the posthum talk about it but we Prophet shem don't have a problem in our shul where the posthum discuss the, this problem is with the banging of the homon very often they're, they're busy banging the homon and the chazan will, will start because he can't wait um, and he'll start reading the next few words and most of the people around him can hear but the people in the back corners of the shul and the ladies particularly at the back of the shul they find it very hard to hear those words and they could end up missing words if you miss words you are not yet or your mitzvah of Megillah so, what do we do? You're sitting in the nature Gallery, you are listening to the Magilla, you're two-thirds of the way through, and you've missed out the word. you just couldn't hear and say that word, you just couldn't hear it. Either because you swallowed it and said it fast, or it was too quiet, or there was a bit of a noise, or, or your next-door neighbour banged the seat down by mistake, or, or she fell asleep and fell onto the table and made a noise, whatever it may be. You missed out a, few, a word or two. What do you do? So here we come to a very practical Way out of this, which the Mishnah Brewer quotes and tells us, that you have to be aware of a few halakhas in order to get this right. The halakha of reading the Megillah is, it's got to be read from the Megillah. But not all of it has to be read from the Megillah. A small amount of it can be read outside of the Megillah. So therefore says the Chabot Khan, what you need to do is take a chomish with you, take a chomish, have the chomish, follow word for word in the chomish, if you can't hear a word, say those words yourself. Say those words, and then those words will be said. When you say those words, you've got to say them. So you've got to say them loud enough that so you can hear it. Because a reading of Megillah has to be read so that it can be well, shmialo, and it can be heard, but not loud enough that your next door neighbor is going to hit you on the head for disturbing her Megillah. So it's a little bit complex, you've got to say it. And you've got to say it loud enough that you can hear Ah, oh, then we have another problem. <laughs> then we have another problem. If you're going to then turn around and say, OK, I heard the next few words, but, but, and, and, I'll, and I'll just listen on to where the Chasm the is, then you have a little problem. You're not allowed to read the Megillah, out of order. Every word in the Megillah is going to be read in order. If I read <laughs> uh, after I've heard mm. I'm not yet in the Megillus. It's not. It's is not yet. So what you have to do? is... You have to read those words and continue reading till you catch up with the Kazi? and then you catch up with the Balteira and then you can stop. And this is where you have a problem. This is where the women's Minyanim gets, gets a real problem. because in the women's Minyanim, it's become fashionable to try and compete with each other who can save the Megillah the fastest. Uh, and they come into the Megillah and they read it and they belt it through at the speed of lightning and in 25 minutes they pat themselves on the back and they say, oh, Hashem, 25 minutes, you've got the Megillah. But so in 25 minutes the chances are very high that some of you have lost track of where you're to so And you're trying to catch up and there's no way you can catch up. You can't read as fast as you can read. He's been practicing this for years to get 25 minutes, right? So, and you can't, and you end up losing the whole Megillah. So it's actually a crime. For I'll carry it to go to, to the, the ladies when you're on them and read fast they should be reading. 40 minutes should be an average regular. Anything less than that, you're not allowed the the opportunity. Because you're gonna you're going miss a word here in it. It's perfectly normal to miss a word here in it. Smoothing lay is very nicely. don't worry. Smally lay is very nicely. What I mean is not to find Okay, let's 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 let, we're going will we'll discuss that in a moment. We'll discuss we'll discuss in a moment. We'll, we'll come back to that in a moment. So so let's just clarify that because it's very important. You, you listen to the Megillah, you can't hear a word, you didn't hear a word or two, say the word to yourself. Have him a chomish in front of you, say the word to yourself. Don't stop after those two words, because by the time you said those two words, the chadon, the So you've got to carry on with him, but then he catches his breath, and you're able to catch up, and then carry on listening to the al Do not say those two words and just carry on listening, because you'll end up having a problem of reading the Megillah in the wrong order. Now... To come back to your question, one of the b- biggest problems that we have in reading the Megillah is that it's very long. The Megillah is very long and we live in, in, a, in a society where con- c- concentration is impossible. I once had a, a, a gentleman who came to visit me to discuss, uh, not some different shows, some now many years ago, I'm going back probably ten years, he wanted to discuss, he was, uh, he was asked to be a witness in a court case against another Jew. And he wanted to discuss what he was allowed to say, what he was not allowed to say, etc. We the, the court case is not relevant and the discussion is not relevant. He told me something fascinating in the middle. He said that the barrister who was dealing with a case who was uh, telling him what he should say and what he shouldn't say uh, so that he should get the, the, the correct um, information over told him that when I ask you a question, don't answer more than one line. If you answer more than one line, the jury are going to lose you. One line is as much as a jury is able to concentrate on. I don't know if that's even true today, that was 10 years ago. Whether they can concentrate on one line today, I'm not even sure. It's probably one word where we are today. But we live in a world where modern technology, computer screens, etc., picture books have taken away our ability to concentrate. So here we are now, we come to Shul, and we have to listen to 40 minutes of somebody droning on and on an unheard they evening, beautifully, wherever it's going to be. But it's a drone, and on and on and on, and on 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 and on. And your mind is going to wonder. It's, 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 it, uh, we'll talk about formless in a moment. So your mind is going to wander. Let's just talk about mind wandering. I'm sitting there and, and I'm listening now. Often I'm listening and I know where I'm up to, but my mind's wandering. I know exactly where I'm up to. I have no idea what you're talking about because I'm busy thinking about what I'm cooking for, for the krum of the tomorrow. Uh, or, or busy thinking about my that so I've got to do and finish up tonight before and I want to get to bed before 3. So, so my mind's wandering, but I'm listening then that is okay at the end of the day I've heard every word whether I understood every word because I understood the context you know, at the beginning of the, of the Megillah you're listening to you can picture sitting on his throne and, and the party And, and but the time it comes to the middle of, of, of the Megillah you're not quite sure what the story is all about but if you can hear the word it doesn't matter where it gets more complex is where you completely lost your concentration and you're not even sure if you heard the word at all and that also can happen Yes, particularly if you go to bed late at night on am not busy preparing for the next day for the suda for the Shachmanis, and for everything else and you come to shul the next morning 5, 6 o'clock in the morning 7 o'clock in the morning you're exhausted and you, and you sit down to listen to the Megillah and by the time you come to the, the, the second prayer of the Megillah mm-hmm. then you haven't fulfilled the mitzvah Megillah you have to go and hear Megillah again so it really is important to realize that that when you're listening to the Megillah mind-wandering not the end of the world. Mind wandering to the point I can't actually hear. You. I'm not listening to the word. You have not filled your stomach again. You have not fulfilled your stomach again. So we try to find Balakriya who should keep you awake, loud and booming and tuneful and, and exciting, etc. Or sometimes even speed is an advantage because it keeps you keeps you on your toes. But at the end of the day, the only one that can actually control whether you're fulfilling the myths of Megillah or not is yourself. You've got to listen to every word. You've got to catch up when you miss that a word. You've got to make sure you catch up and you're reading it in order. You're not doing it backwards. You're not falling asleep in the middle of Megillah. You're not, you're not losing your concentration to the extent that you're not hearing the words. Extremely, extremely important. If you fell asleep. If you dropped up. You can only say small. You, can't say you can not only up to half the Megillah. You can't so do more than half a Megillah. So if you fell asleep, you're, not going, you're going to have a bit of a problem. Cause you're not going to have to catch up, because you'll be quite a bit behind. Mm-hmm. And so then then when get I up, go out, and go and find you another minion. got to be said again by a man? Or you go to a women's menu. If you fell asleep in the middle of the Megillah, you're going to find a hard job to catch up. You fell asleep for a few lines. That's right. you can going to find a hard job to catch up. Then what should I say? So the lady cannot herself she can, she can start lady. reading herself from a Megillah. You've got, to, you've got to read from the Megillah uh, some, a, a small amount can be read outside the Megillah but the bulk of it has to be read from the Megillah so yes you can go home and read from the Megillah if you know how to read from the Megillah, fantastic if you don't have to read from the Megillah sorry? Not, not that you're just catching up a bit if you're reading a whole Megillah then you have to read from a class for sure you have to, you have to go home to read from the Megillah and it's pretty hard because the, the, those, the words are not written in the way that they, they're often read they're, they're written quite differently to the way you would expect it to be written, and you'll end up reading it completely. Uh, even even an average man can't read Megillah unless he's practiced enormously. Okay, that's not to frighten you. That's, that's not not to get you scared and to Sorry, no, the a good one on. Okay, so a long job reading the Megillah. It's a long job. Matanis <laughs> levyonim is an obligation both on men and women. Both men and women are free of martanas and Arjunion. every man, every woman has to give matonas devranium. So you have to give a two matonas to two so You have to give um, soccer. You have to give soccer. Where a person fulfills his obligation of of martanas by the husband giving soccer, is a discussion in the the husband comes along, he puts in the £10 note in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the envelopes and we all cut short, the envelopes, my tans, him, and, and fine. And he goes home, he says, oh, I've given my thons to But one second, and his wife comes around and says, excuse me, where's my, my thons to I never gave my thons to Can you fulfill the obligation with a husband giving or not? You say, oh, a husband gives for everybody in the family or not. Huge discussion in the Foskim. The Foskim say that's probably what, what, originally what people used to do, but it's wrong. And really there should be the men giving and women giving. Women giving doesn't mean they have to give it themselves. the husband can give it for them. But the husband has to say, this £10 is for, the, for my wife. I'm giving it £10 myself. And please, this is my wife's £10, if she wants to give it to Stocker. Mm-hmm. Stock put it into the, into the box for the army as well. But both men and women have to give Stocker. Children as well. Ad- uh, adult children. Adult children over the age of Bar Mitzvah and Bas Mitzvah have an obligation to give Matonahs Nebgenim themselves. They are obligating all Mitzvahs. Whether a child at the age of Chinich is give Matonahs <laughs> Nebgenim, he hasn't got any money. So where should, how can you give matanis Dev If a child doesn't have any money, how can you give Matanas Dev A child can't even give a present. very hard for a child to give a present. So the many is, you give a the child the money and you say to him, give Matanas Dev just to teach him the the concepts of matanis Dev The money must be given on Purim. You can't give Matanas Dev before Purim. If you give ma- money to a poor person before Purim, you have not fulfilled, fulfilled the obligation of Matanas Dev what you can do is give money to a shriyat before Purim. So often people come around and say, give me money now and I will distribute it on Purim to the poor people. That's fine because he's just a messenger. Your money is then distributed on Purim to the poor people and you fulfill the obligation of my promise to their training. Minnig in Ashkenaz, it's not, it wasn't the Minnig everywhere, but the Minik in Ashkenaz is to give Maxus HaShekel on Hanathestor. Hanathestor before Mincha time, before Mincha, there's a Minnig to give Maxus HaShekel. The actual minig of Maqsat Shekel is a discussion in the game who is obligated to give Maqsat shekel? Is it only somebody from 20 and up? Or is it, because that's all counted in the Sabbath's only counted from 20 and up? Or is it even somebody from 13 and up? Halatically, there's very little basis for women to give Maqsat shekel, or even for children to give Maqsat shekel. though there is a, a clear minig that women do give Master shekel. there's a minig for children to give Maqsat shekel, and there's even a minig for uh, pregnant women can give mahtsah shekel for the fetus, for the child who hasn't, is not yet born. There is definitely a minute Each person should follow his minute. I'm not saying that's a minute that everybody should do. But there is definitely a minik that's mentioned in Chavitz Chayim, mentioned by the Poskim that mahtsah is often given in many families. For the men, for the women, for the children. Mishlah monis. Very difficult. I don't want to get more than that now. Very difficult because must shachar really has to be a half. So when you have a half a crown, three things, you, have you have to have three. You have to have three machzor You have to get three crowns of as But ideally, machzor shachar has to be a coin, which is called a half. We don't have a half coin anymore. We used to have a half a crown, but we, we don't have that anymore. But it's not a half. It's not called half a pound. It's called 50 feet. So some people say 50 feet is good enough because it is half a pound. But the, this, When you read the halakha, the halakha seems like it needs to be a half. Which makes it very difficult in this country because we don't have any coins that are half. We just don't have a coin which is half. So the minute is to give three fifty pences. That's the minute uh, the... the um, some people, in order to get around this, join together the shipless in... in, in uh, together with another person, they take, they take a coin, of fifty pence or a pound, and they say, you own half the coin, I own half the coin. So now together we're both giving... Half the time. And that way in the time the whether that actually works or not, the discussion in the foschum, it's very difficult. the mean gets to give fifty pence, we have no choice. We don't have a half a half time in this country, so we get fifty pence. Ishlaf monis is a huge discussion in the foscum whether a woman is afraid of mishlach monis, Because if you look in the post, the prospect says Mishlach monis Ish So Ish seems to imply that only men have to give monis, Not women. Not because women don't have friends. So because it says in the pasuk ish, only men. And this is a huge machvekis. The so, Ramah says that women do have to give. But the says women don't have to give. They're popular. Is it practically going to make any difference? No, because the takes on that even if you say that women are not machvek from the pasuk of ish they have a rabbinical obligation to give mishlach So therefore every woman is obligated to give mishlach And here again we have the same problem. When we give mishlach from family, so-and-so to family so-and-so, have I actually given stuff money, have my wife given stuff money? So if you want to really fulfill the of property, it's best to write on it money is from Mr. And Mrs. So-and-so to Mr. Mrs. So-and-so. Or well, from Mr. Mrs. So-and-so and family to Mr. Mrs. So-and-so and family. That way when I have uh, three pieces of cake and, and, and uh, just uh, some other food in there, some of that food is given from myself, some of given from my wife, and it's going to the the man of the family is going to the woman of the family and that way we've been carrying the mitzvah of Mishlech a single woman is obligated to Mishlech monis. she should send Mishlech monis to another woman she should send m- women to women men to men you shouldn't be sending w- m- women to man or man to woman that shouldn't be it should be women to women men to men that's why it says in Halakha but every woman is obligated to the and that's how we pass and that's how we take on every woman is obligated in the Mishlech and the same applies when it comes to the same applies when it comes to girls and boys, older girls and older boys. They're all m- free to give Mishleach on their own. They're obligated to give on, on their own. Is that Mitzvah. again a discussion. But it seems to be that we give more Mishleach for the kids than we actually give for the adults. It's become uh, the, the key element of Mishleach Monis, We give Mishleach only really weeks before in school and all this and everything. We have not really got any Mishleach Monas, but you know what? It keeps them all happy and that's fine. Uh, that's a, a very, very brief overview of the Lachas of Purim, which applies to women. There's one halacha I forgot to tell you, and that's halacha and Chayv Enish Lebesume Purim Ad Lo Yoda, and it doesn't say only men. It doesn't say only men. But I don't expect any of you to be drinking wine on Purim. I don't expect any of you to drink wine on Purim. We've got an amazing tradition. The Brains give us Shabbat D'Shmaya. I was going to say it in my favorite plate. The Brains should give us Shabbat D'Shmaya, that we should be zeicher to fulfill the mitzvah of Zeicher and Mechias Amalek and through that we should be making the mitzvahs as we need to, the mitzvahs hayyayim, we must remember when we say the shachiyama during the day, you, you have the intention for all the mitzvahs hayyayim, for the mitzvah of Makon the mitzvah of Mustafa Manis, the mitzvah for the Suda, and when we're the mitzvah, Rosh will give us the Yatishmah and the allow us to the goodish name of the Korb and may so Two weeks time, Beit Hashem will be the pre-K Sakashit.